Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. And, of course, we've been spending a lot of the show talking about the commander's hiring of former Niners assistant GM Adam Peters. But it is NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. And, folks, here in Richmond, I know you guys want to play some bets. Sign up with the FanDuel app promo code AWOD. Here with two games Saturday, three games Sunday, and then closing out with Monday Night Football. Well, before you place any bets, make sure you tune in to 910 The Fan as we will be joined by Eagles reporter Dave Spadaro at 2.15. Find out his take on if the Eagles can go to Tampa and defeat the Bucks. Chris Easterling is a Browns reporter. He'll join us at 1.30. But joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline to help Break down the AFC wildcard playoff matchup between the Buffalo Bills and the traveling Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Jerry Duak. What's going on, Jerry? Adam, I am fine. I uh, hope you are as well. Getting ready for to travel into a little uh, snow belt. Uh, we'll see how dicey it gets. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I have a few friends. There's a lot of people in Richmond that actually – are hardcore Steelers fans, you know, family, uh, either raise them in Pittsburgh or move them to Richmond. And so a few of my friends that were Steelers fans said, you got to get Jerry on the show here uh, ahead of this matchup. So what do you think it's going to take for the Steelers to get a road victory against Buffalo? Well, uh, first off, it's going to take them to continue to play. They've been playing the way they've been playing during this three game streak uh, with Mason Rudolph. You know, their offense suddenly looks like an NFL offense, which it hasn't for, uh, at least uh, at least two seasons. Uh, they're scoring points. Points were at a premium last week with that nasty weather in Baltimore, but prior to that, back-to-back 30-point games, boy, that's something they hadn't done in four years. Um, so I think the, um, you know, with Mason Rudolph, it's, um, you know, he really by himself, he has impacted all three aspects of this team, the run game, the pass game for sure, and, of course, even defensively, because now he's created a, a, a greater margin for error by, by being able to produce points. So, but I think what's, what it's going to take tomorrow in uh, Buffalo, excuse me, on Sunday, is um, I think they have to capitalize on turnovers. We know Joshua yeah. Allen turns the ball over, but when he does, they have to capitalize on it, um, and they have to take advantage of mistakes. Um, and, and so... Um, you know, run the ball. We'll see how they do. They've been running it very well. That's going to be a big key. And I think the other one, too, is you still have to make passes, uh, plays in the pass game because, you know, the teams aren't going to run the ball each 55 times. And it's who does it best in, in that kind of weather. I don't think you're going to see long pass plays necessarily, but it's who, um, you know, who is most effective. And you look at what Mason Rudolph did last week in Baltimore, 18 of 20 in that nasty wet uh, weather. Um, that was pretty impressive. You know, only 159 yards, but that didn't matter. It was his ability to, uh, you know, some create, uh, convert some third downs and create some opportunities for them. And I think the quarterback who does that best in what should be some, you know, not so great weather, um, I think that's going to be the key. Yeah, I mean, the, the offense has looked much better with Mason Rudolph. Personally, I was a little surprised they didn't go back to Kenny Pickett, but uh, you're right, it's going to be an interesting quarterback matchup. But, you know, I kind of also think, and you mentioned the run game, this could be like a smash-mouth type NFL playoff matchup with Najee Harris getting a ton of carries, Jalen Warren. And, you know, for the Bills' side of things, to me, when they're at their best is when 
they're handing it to James Cook a lot and letting him use his speed around the outside. Yeah, I think that the, the type of weather conditions that we might see in Buffalo or we're expected to see, you know, in a similar vein, except it was rain in Baltimore, the Steelers relied on Najee Harris. Um, you know, that's those are the types of games, you know, a, a straight-ahead, inside-the-tackle power runner um, who's going to survive or thrive best, I should say, in those circumstances and those weather conditions. So I would think that you will see a heavy dose of, of Najee Harris uh, in the game. But uh, to your question about Kenny Pickett, if this were, uh, if this were September or October, um, Kenny Pickett would have gone back into the, uh, into the lineup as because he's the starter. Uh, but, uh, you know, when Mason Rudolph has been producing the way he has with the number of points, the number of long uh, touchdowns, the quick strike touchdowns, um, you know, uh, there was no reason to go back to Kenny Pickett. You know, after all, it's not like that was Ben Roethlisberger or Terry Bradshaw or Dan Marino yeah. <laughs> sitting on the bench. Kenny Pickett has struggled all year with average quarterback play. And Mason Rudolph was the exact opposite, uh, delivering exemplary quarterback play. And at this point of the season, you know, do or die, win or else, they're going to ride the hot hand. And if, and if they keep winning, they'll ride Mason Rudolph all the way to the Super Bowl if they have to. Now, do I think they're going to the Super Bowl? No, I don't. But uh, Mason Rudolph at this point of the season, uh, once he did what he was doing, <clears throat> they were sticking with him and they weren't going to make a change. And if he would have made a change, uh, it might have been among the more ridiculous moves he's ever made because their quarterback play all year and basically for two years has been uh, average at best. Jerry Duwack covers the Steelers. He's on the Hadid Mercer rug cleaning hotline with us. Sunday, 1 p.m., the Steelers travel to Buffalo to face off against the Bills. I've already locked in uh, one of my locks of the week is the Steelers to cover uh, that 10-point spread. It's now down to 9.5. Uh, it is wild how the over-under is the the lowest of all the games, but I guess that makes sense with how much the Steelers' defense has propelled them uh, to the playoffs this season. Who would you pull as an X factor for either team? To me, it feels like anytime the Steelers go on a playoff run, you can point to a tight end having a good game. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the key uh, in reverse for Buffalo because that's an area of the field that's been exploited uh, against the Steelers, and that's using tight ends. Um, and so, uh, you know, we saw it last week again in Baltimore when, they, you know, they had the 27-yard touchdown to uh, Isaiah Likely. Um, so I would expect Baltimore, uh, you know, excuse me, uh, Buffalo to probably try that. Uh, the last time they played, the Steelers were so intent on taking away Stephon Diggs, which I'm sure will be the case again on Sunday, that Gabe Davis made the big plays against them. So that's what I would look for from uh, Buffalo, and I would expect the Bills, like the Ravens, to take away George Pickens because in the, in the, um, the previous two games with Mason Rudolph, George Pickens had 11 catches, uh, averaging 29.6 yards a catch, 86-yard touchdown, 66-yard touchdown, 44-yard catch, 37-yard catch, 34-yard catch. He was a big play machine, and, and Baltimore was not going to let that happen to them and I'm sure Buffalo will do the same thing, which then would put uh, you know a little bit more of a premium on throws to the tight end Pat uh, Pat Fryermuth. So I would expect Buffalo to try the same thing, especially with it because they play two high safeties, take away George Pickens, and that will force the Steelers, uh, you know, or, or require them to find other options 
over the middle, and that's why I think Pat Fryermuth could be a guy to watch in this game. Jerry, after missing a chunk of time late in the season, Minka Fitzpatrick is slated to return. He's been one of my favorite defensive players in the NFL for a few years now. I think he can make a big impact. I mean, how would you explain the impact you think he can make in this game? Well, there's no question, and he makes his impact by playing so many different roles in that defense by them moving around. The irony of of, of Minka Fitzpatrick's impactful play is that he doesn't have a takeaway this season. Not one, not a recovered fumble, not an interception, and that is rare for an all-pro safety, but that's not to discredit the way he has played. It's just the kind of the way things have worked out, but not having him in the lineup, and they had DeMonte Casey was suspended for the final three games, and they had already lost Keanu Neal, so for three games they were playing without their top three safeties. So they are at least getting um, Minka Fitzpatrick back. DeMonte Casey is back from suspension for the postseason now, um, I don't know how much they'll use him because he hasn't played. Um, but, uh, you know, there's no question when you get Minka Fitzpatrick in the lineup and what they're able to do with him and move him around, um, you know, that is significant for this defense. How do you think the weather is going to impact this matchup? Uh, I'm looking at it, it looks like 22 degrees and snowing. I mean, it affected Buffalo last year when they lost to Cincinnati at home. And playoff football in the snow, I mean, that's kind of what it's all about. Am I right? Well, it's certainly, you know, and we'll see how much snow. Uh, you know, whenever you're in Buffalo up along the lake, you get that lake effect, uh, lake effect snow. It could be anywhere from three inches to ten inches. And it's supposed to come in Saturday night into Sunday. So we'll see how it could impact the game. Certainly going to impact travel, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, um, um, again, I think it goes back, it's going to go back to what quarterback is able to make plays in the bad weather uh, because you're going to have to – at some point, you can't just keep uh, running the ball. But I think the other factor here, too, it's not just the snow. It's supposed to be very windy, uh, mm-hmm. anywhere, 35 to 50 mile per hour wind gusts. And I think that's going to be, uh, that will be, uh, in terms of throwing the ball, is going to be the biggest factor in the game. Jerry, thanks so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. All right, Adam. Good chatting with you. Yep. Have a good weekend. That's Jerry Duack covering the Steelers for the Post-Gazette, also part of the Steelers radio network as a host. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from River City Roll here in Scott's Edition. Don't call River City Roll just a bowling alley. They've got incredible menu, seasonal favorites. I, I personally, I love the uh, the burgers here a lot. The, the pizza is always banging. Pepperoni's really good one here. Uh, fries. They've got great wings and, and different sauces. I I've fallen in love with the Korean barbecue wings here, Stubbs. So next time you're at River City Roll, you've got to give the Korean barbecue wings a try. As uh, NFL Super Wild Card Weekend begins with two games tomorrow, 4.30, and then the 8 p.m. game that is only available streaming on Peacock between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. But it's time to go around the NFL here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL, NFL Hits on A1 Radio. All right, so, of course, the big news in the NFL today. There's two big news. Number one, 
the Commanders turn to Niners assistant GM Adam Peters to be the next head of football operations. Number two, and probably bigger news around NFL circles, is that the Patriots hired ex-linebacker Gerard Mayo as Bill Belichick's successor. Now, Stubb, uh, you have a, a friend I know that's a big Patriots fan. What I found so interesting about this is the report is that Mayo had it written in his contract that he would be uh, the successor to Bill Belichick, but somehow that never got leaked. Yeah, Isn't that's that crazy. Weird? That's, right? that's like, a tight chip there. I'm, I'm truly surprised. Yeah, and he's now the youngest head coach in the NFL at just 37 years old. He's expect to be expected to be formally introduced in a news conference uh, next week. We believe it's going to be on Wednesday. But, uh, yeah, he takes over the title of younger head, youngest head coach from Sean McVay, as Mayo is a month younger than McVay. And what I do love about this move for the Patriots is they hired within. Right, so hopefully they'll keep you know the Belichick style that created a dynasty there. You know, uh, uh, Julian Edelman always comes on uh, you know radio programs and TV shows and talks about you know the way Belichick ran things there, and that's why they so were were so successful. The attention to detail, you know, the theme, uh, the culture of the team being about winning, not just one piece, and about the whole team coming together and. You know, there's no role that, that's too small there in uh, New England, even if you're playing special teams uh, you know, or a backup defensive lineman. You have to make a big impact. So they hire from within. Gerard Mayo was a Patriots linebacker from 2008 to 2015 after being selected in the first round of the NFL draft, playing his college ball for the Volunteers at Tennessee. He moved to Belichick's coaching staff in 2019, serving as a linebacker's coach. So, there were four years where he was out of the NFL back in 2019, and now obviously uh, just four years later becomes the team's next head coach. And, um, yeah, so I find it really weird that it was written into his contract that he would be the successor to Bill Belichick, and then he was hired. Well, if he was in his contract that he was going to be the successor, why did he have to be hired? I, that that part doesn't good. make sense to me, right? It's like, was it written in his contract with an asterisk? Like, yeah, you get the job, but you still have to interview for it? Uh, doesn't make much sense. I mean, uh, we'll see how the Patriots kind of run their organization now that Bill Belichick's not in charge and not also. Remember, he was not just the head coach, but he was also the GM. Um, so they will need to bring in a new general manager to help make their picks. Mayo said in early January – I feel like I'm prepared. I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I can talk to men, women, old, young, white, black, it doesn't matter, and hopefully develop those people into upstanding citizens and help them evolve. That's how I think about it. I feel like my calling is to develop. And it's I'm you know what I said to my friend yesterday, Stubb? I said, this is the craziest coaching cycle that we've ever seen in the NFL. In the past twenty years at least. Yeah. I mean so much movement. Firings, surprise retirements. Uh, you know, Pete Carroll's out in Seattle, but supposedly he's still going to be involved in the organization in an advisory role. Bill Belichick's been there for forever, right? Created this dynasty. He's out. I mean, it's a changing of the guards in the NFL for sure. It's crazy. Like, I, I did not expect to see all of this happen. You know, I, I've, I haven't seen that many coaching cycle changes. This, this felt crazy. I, I'm glad to know that it is uh, unprecedented. It feels crazy, but at the same time, I feel, I feel like personally I saw it coming because I was the one that said the NFL is not an old man's coaching game anymore. You look at the teams that have had success recently, 
their head coaches are all below the age of 50. That's where I drew the line, the age of 50. Bill Belichick's a lot older than that. Pete Carroll, even older than that, right? So, yes, it was shocking to see those big names step down, but at the same time, this is the way the NFL's been going. I mean, look at the biggest name in head coaching circles right now. It's Ben Johnson. It's Ben Johnson, yeah, that's right? Not, that's He's not 37 years old. He's 37 years old. Before him, it was Brandon Staley, you know, Dan Campbell. All, all these guys are, you know, late 30s or 40s. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur. All the co- I mean, look at the coaches in the playoffs right now. <laughs> Most of them are young guys, right? So that's the, the theme of the NFL in the last few years. So uh, I'm not surprised, really. I'm not shocked, but it is um, – it is definitely the craziest coaching cycle in the last 20 years. I, I would, I'd love to hear um, somebody argue a different year. Yeah, phone lines are open throughout the show. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. We did mention we're doing the Odyssey NFL Confidence Pool. We're bringing it back for this year. The audience members can play as well. Tweet us your thoughts. Who wins this weekend? At nine ten, the fan or at AY the radio. Stub, are you ready to go on the spot here? And pick your confidence picks. I am. I've already made them. Okay. Not, so I've got them locked in. I didn't want to. I wanted. Let's some time start with to, one. Just do one. Let's it. go my one to one. six. Okay. Yeah. My one. I think you're going to give this game a one too. Would be the Browns. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving it to them as the one. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that. Two. We got a caller right now. Uh, do you want to okay. give yours? No. Go. Um, no. You can just keep going through yours. Keep going okay. through yours if you want. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. My number two, I'm going to give to the Rams. Okay. I'm with you on that one. And and looking at all the other submissions, uh, this has been the most divisive game. It's about 50-50 on people taking lines of Rams. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My number three, I'm giving to the Cowboys. Okay. Number four, this is a big one. This is different than everyone else. I'm giving four points to the Buccaneers. Wow. That, I mean, yeah, that's either going to swing you in the right direction or in the wrong direction. Loser ends up being intern on the de- uh, intern for a day on AWOD Radio. Not sure how much that would change my day today. But oh, anyway. believe me, it will. <laughs> it will change your day when I bring in a toothbrush and make you scrub the floor. All right. How am I going to impress your show? <laughs> All right, uh, I'm giving the Chiefs a five here. Yep. I'm giving them the cold advantage. And finally, number six, I'm going to give to the Bills. Yeah, Um you know, Jerry Duack didn't change your mind about uh, the Steelers having a chance in that one? I do think that they have a chance, but not the chance that everyone – like, it's just I'm the most confident in this one. I mean, I was definitely – I had Bills at six earlier in the week. They're not going to be my number six anymore. Jerry got to me here. I mean, especially with the snow and the way Najee has been running recently and Mason Rudolph has uh, helped out that offense. Now they get Minka Fitzpatrick back. And look, the Bills had home field advance last year. They had the snow. Cincinnati came in and butt whooped them. I mean, they dogged them for the entire game. Uh, and a lot of that was the ability to run the ball in the snow, and Josh Allen was throwing it, and because of that, they went three and out after three and out. So uh, I'll give my confidence picks later on in the show today, but I'm not in on the Bills as my six anymore. I've changed right. my mind on that. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. That's 833-804-0910. Open lines. You're on AWOD Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So we've been going around the NFL previewing the Super Wild Card Weekend playoff matchups. And Stubb, 
did not listen to Jerry Duack trying to convince us that the Steelers would go to Buffalo and get the win. Stubb, you didn't listen to him. He didn't convince you. He didn't do enough, huh? No, and I feel bad. We did. I didn't. Uh, I didn't take the Packers either after the convincing argument from yesterday. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good point. Uh, but maybe our next guest can convince us to pick the Cleveland Browns to go to Houston and defeat the Texans. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is Browns reporter Chris Easterling. What's going on, Chris? Not too bad. Not too much. How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty well here, and I've been saying on the show, I am wacky for Flacky. I just love what Joe Flacco has done uh, going over uh, to Cleveland with the Browns. What's it been like to cover the Super Bowl champion, elite quarterback Joe Flacco? <laughs> It's been kind of surreal, to be quite honest. I remember the first day he walked in, the, we, we got to talk to him. First day he was in the locker room and was like, this is really Joe Flacco. <laughs> this is the guy who, who regularly come in, would come into Cleveland and rip their hearts out and, you know, and, and beat them. And it just it was so surreal. It's like, what's next? Ben Roethlisberger going to come in here? It, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's been surreal, but it, I mean, He's been. I, I really feel like he's been the final piece this team needed because you know they had all the all the quarterback uncertainty with the injuries to Deshaun and then Dorian Thompson Robinson comes in and starts and he's not very good and then PJ Walker starts and he, he wins games but he's not, you know it's just he's steadied the most important position on the on this football team and, and he is really why I think one of the big reasons why. I think this team can win not just this weekend, but if you told me they made a deep run, I'm not saying I would. I'm, I'm calling it, but at the same time, I'm not saying I would be stunned that they would go on a deep run in the playoffs because partially because of what Joe has done previously at the quarterback spot in, in the playoffs. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's been fun to watch, and the teammates seem to have fallen in love with him and the way he throws the ball. Uh, to me, though, with the Browns this season, I've just been obsessed with the play of Miles Garrett and the defense as a whole. I mean, uh, what's it been like covering the defense this year where, I mean, it, there are times where he's taken over games and the offense hasn't had much to do? Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the other piece when I said there, there's a couple of things, reasons why I think this team could make a deep playoff run. Joe is one of them, but the defense is the biggest one because this defense is it, it's elite. I mean, it's it's one of those, you know, they're sort of, you know, he gets the third down with the, with the Browns out of the ball, and the defense is there ready to go. Helmets on the sideline ready to go. They're like, let us back out there. We want to get back after the quarterback. We want to. We want to go back out and exert our will again. And I, I, I have never seen a Browns defense this good over the last 30 years, at least covering the, the 25 years that uh, since they've come back into the league in 1999. Now, you know, you can find some defenses back there where, you know, where Nick Saban or Bill Belichick were, were, were coordinating them. But, uh, but, but in terms of, of, of the new Browns, this is, Easily the, the best defense, and, and I think a defense that will travel in the playoffs and, and I think is going to be the determining factor in just how far they go. Chris Easterling covers the Browns for the Akron Beacon Journal. Follow him on social media at C. Easterling ABJ, and uh, it's going to be a good one here this weekend. Can you take me back to week 16 
when Cleveland defeated Houston 36 to 22? Um I can, but considering CJ Stroud didn't play in that game, it, it's sort of it's kind of an irrelevant thing. Mm-hmm. Stroud didn't play, Will Anderson didn't play, Jonathan Grenard left after like two plays for Houston. So, you know, in fairness to Houston, those are three those are some big, big pieces to their, their football team that wasn't there. That said, I mean it was Joe Flacco dropping back finding where Amari Cooper was and, and just throwing Amari the ball. And, uh, it, you know, it was just – it was like pitch and catch. And, and you know, Amari – it was the, it, it was sort of Amari's signature performance since he's been in Cleveland. And, you know, I, 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 I expect if they can keep Joe clean and keep Grenard and Anderson off of him tomorrow, I, I really think they can do similar things because – just the connection that Joe has developed with Amari Cooper. Absolutely, and defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz has done a great job, uh, you know, having this Browns defense excelling with effort, passion. They're playing so well. What kind of defense do you think he's going to dial up here? Going up against a rookie quarterback playing the biggest game of his career. I think he's going to dial up the pressure. I think he's going to dial up the pressure. Now the question is, well, the quarterback does the award will play – Denzel puts—I uh, apologize—it's a little windy here in Houston right now. Uh, Denzel put out a, uh, a thing on social media, some sort of video that seems to indicate he's going to be good to go. And if that's the case, you couple that pass rush with Miles Garrett and Dalvin Tomlinson and Okoronkwo and uh, and Zedarius Smith with their their cornerback's ability to play man to man. And I think that's a recipe to, to really give Stroud problems because Stroud's not as good against man coverage, and he hasn't been as good when he's pressured. Uh, I think I, I was looking, and the highest per- percentage of pressures that turn into sacks, C.J. Stroud has that number, like 29%. So I expect Schwartz to throw different looks at him in terms of pressures. I expect him to really pressure, you know, Try to play man on on those receivers, Nico Collins and, and such. And, and I just I just feel like at the end of the day, that defense and enough big plays from Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper, I think that 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 gets the Browns to win. Absolutely, uh, you know, I, I've really admired tight end David Njoku, and you know, really since he was drafted. But it kind of feels like this season, as of late, with Joe Flacco. He's finally featuring his, uh, you know, reaching his peak. What is your take on Njoku? This is this is, this has been the year that I think Browns, the Browns, and the Browns fans have been waiting on since he got drafted out of Miami because it's finally all sort of coming together. Yeah, it's uh, he's matured personally, which I think is carried over to a maturation on the field. And I think with Joe, he just he's confident the ball will get there. You know, he, he, he knows that I run my route. He's going to get me the ball. I, if I get open, he'll get me the ball. He's not wondering, is the quarterback going to be able to get me the ball? Am I going to do all this and, and not get the ball? And look up and the ball's going someplace else or the ball's not where I can make a play on it. And I think all of that's come together to create the best version we've seen of David Njoku. And, and, and the thing is, I still think we're only just scratching the surface with this guy because there is, much like Miles here, there's so much potential and talent in there 
that if they ever fully unlock it, it it's going to be quite impressive. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I, I know a buddy of mine has already placed a bet on uh, Njoku anytime touchdown, and we love player props here on the fan. Chris Easterling with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. What do you make of this coaching matchup? Um, I, I find it very fascinating. Um, you know, I, I tried to, you know, D'Amico being a – I'm fascinated by D'Amico. I, I think he's just an incredible – He's got a chance to be a really amazing head coach. Yeah. Just from what you've seen so far, he, I, I love the poise on the sidelines. The, you know, I, you don't always have to rant and rave and everything. You know, I, I like how he, he just has that look like, look, my guy's got it. You know, we, we, we've got this. We, you know, we put the work and we're ready to go. And, and I think Stefanski sort of has that as well, only as an offensive guy compared to a defensive guy. I think neither of them are what you call you know, fiery type guys on the sidelines, but they just seem to be in control of everything. And I'm I'm going to be fascinated by the chess match because you got an offensive guy in Stavansky, defensive guy in Ryan's, and both of them have some film to work off of. That's not not too long ago. You know what 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 are the adjustments each of them make, and more importantly, where are their teams in terms of tightness? You know, being a playoff opener. You know, how, how much does that input? You know, how ready are their teams to play and handle the moment? And I, I think that's more than anything where these teams, where the coaches really are going to be able to put their, their imprint on this game. Yeah, you know what? That's a great point that I, I didn't think of. There are going to be some extra nerves because this is the playoff opener. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there, there's a number of guys on, uh, on, on especially on Cleveland's team, who, who've been in the playoffs. You know, they were in the playoffs in 2020, but it, you know, Miles Gear said it yesterday. You know, it was different then. You didn't have the fans all in the stands. You know, it was it was COVID. So it was just it was an all around different experience. That place is going to be packed. It's going to be loud in Houston tomorrow. So it's a, I think it's an entirely different experience, which is where I think Joe Flacco comes in as you know Joe Cool, the guy who's I mean he's gone on the road. Only he and Tom Brady are tied for the most road wins in the playoffs in NFL history with seven. You know, I, there's nothing he hasn't seen. So I, I think when your quarterback's like that and you've got a confident defense led by, you know, again, Schwartz won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. There's enough people, I think, in the Cleveland, you know, organization in terms of the on-field personnel who have been through it before that I think that gives them an edge also. Chris, great stuff, man. Really appreciate you taking the time. Hey, not a problem. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yep, that was a lot of fun. That was Chris Easterling covering the Cleveland Browns. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. It's easy. Call AWOD, 833-804-0910. Or you can always tweet us throughout the show, at 910thefan or at AWOD Radio. <clears throat> and the question everyone's going to be wondering this weekend, especially Saturday night around 8 p.m., is how do I sign up for Peacock and how much does it cost? Well, we're going to answer that question right now and go around the world of Hollywood and entertainment, streaming services, the end of cable TV, and more. On Netflix. Netflix. 
the best of streaming services, TV, movies, books, podcasts, and more. We've got you covered on Netflix. All right, so the playoffs begin Saturday, January 13th at 4.30 with the Browns against the Texans. That game's on NBC, also streaming on Peacock with coverage beginning as early as 3 p.m. Then the Saturday night game, that is streaming exclusively on the Peacock. You cannot watch that anywhere else except for the Peacock. Now, Sunday's game will air on NBC for Rams Detroit, but it will also stream on Peacock. So if you sign up for Peacock today, you won't just get the Dolphins game. You can actually stream three other NFL games uh, going on this weekend. Yes, Peacock is a streaming service um, for NBC Universal. It's easy to sign up. You go to PeacockTV.com. And I've been talking all week long about how I own the largest Peacock subs- uh, subscription. I have the largest Peacock around, the premium plan. But after doing a little bit more research, I actually do not own the largest Peacock in Richmond. I own a medium Peacock because I have I have premium. I have the premium Peacock, but there's actually premium plus. If you want to pay extra, you can get a few more inches in your Peacock subscription there uh, by paying the extra price of eleven ninety nine. Uh, it includes limited or no ads, and you can also download and watch shows offline as well as your local NBC channel will be live 24-7. So I've signed up for Peacock. I've had it for a while. I I thought I had the largest Peacock. Turns out I just have um, normal Peacock, just like most of us here. Uh, But you can sign up for Premium Plus if you want to be able to brag that you do have the largest Peacock subscription. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833 804 0910. Let's go to the phone lines. Looks like our, our buddy Jay Smitty in Winchester is calling in once again. What's going on, Jay Smitty? Not much. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, man. Hey, I just want to let you know, you know, it's not the size of the peacock. It's how you use it. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I will be using uh, my normal average size peacock on an 82-inch TV, so it's going to look pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, I think this is unfortunately going to backfire for NBC. Why is that? Have you heard anybody this week say, I'm signing up to get this game at all? I Not really. I mean, they. I think they assume that, you know, everybody's a last-minute person, right? They, they scramble at the last minute. I think they're assuming that, hey, Saturday afternoon, wives and girlfriends are going to be running to their husbands or boyfriends and saying, I need to see Taylor Swift in Kansas City. Can we please sign up for Peacock? <laughs> I think if you're signing up just to see Taylor Swift, you're absolutely crazy. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, for $6, it's $6 a month. That's $60 a year. I mean, for a year, that's cheaper than most cable plans are for a single month. Right. I mean, I, I wonder, do you think it opens the door to the NFL saying in the future, hey, we're going to do a, a couple one-off games on Peacock, or maybe, hey, you can get the whole season uh, on a different streaming service. I mean, how do you think this changes the NFL moving forward? I, I think it's a bold move for the NFL to do that because they're finally starting to realize, you know, people our age are starting to cut cable, and this I believe it will open the doors, and hopefully, you know, you can buy a single game for $10 or buy a season package for a single team for $150, you know, because – in Virginia, a lot of people are fans of out-of-state teams, and we unfortunately can't get our games. 
everybody knows, you know, Virginia is a Steelers state. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if everybody knows that, uh, Jay Smitty. But here's what I, I do know: is that you're absolutely right. That especially in this state, and really in D.C. When I was, you know, working in Arlington, in the entire D.M.V., there's a lot of uh, you know, transplants that support teams from out of this area. And you know, everybody made a big deal about you know changing the Directv rule this year to be able to sign up to watch your games. But you're right. You know, maybe it opens the door in the future for out-of-towners to be able to watch just their team. Because that's the thing with the DirecTV thing is you're signing up for the bundle so you can watch every NFL game. Well, I'm sure some people don't care about every game. They just want to watch their team. Yep, exactly. And the the YouTube package was already $300 this year, you know. I think the NFL would make an absolute killing selling individual team packages. But one one thing is uh, Peacock allows password sharing. So I think NBC is going to be missing out on a lot of revenue with that. Yeah, of course Peacock allows you to share. You know, you can't just have one Peacock to one person. You know, you got to be able to spread around the Peacock. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. Yeah. All right, man, good call, man. Anything else you wanted to add? Let's go Steelers. Here we go. <laughs> I'll be drinking some Iron City beer watching that game this weekend. Phone lines are open 833 <clears throat> 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. The big Netflix or excuse me, Netflix news yesterday that we didn't get to was Netflix had so much success this past year with their show Quarterback and Stub, we've talked about it. You know, Air is kind of a sports documentary, uh, but sports documentaries have been on the rise. We mentioned the LeBron James documentary that I think is really good. Uh, We talked about the Giannis Adetiakumpo one about his story may get to the NBA. It's called Rise on Disney+. And there's been a lot of really good, you know, sports documentaries, TV shows, and movies recently. I got a lot of people talk about, you know, AFC Wrexham as one of their favorite shows. Oh, yeah, my parents Um, love it. Right, Drive to Survive with F1, you know, made a lot of headlines. They're they've got another season coming out. A uh, Break Point is the tennis documentary. Well, so Netflix, I think the most popular one was their show Quarterback, and it was uh, surrounding Marcus Mariota. Don't know why they chose him. Kirk Cousins, people kind of fell in love with Kirk Cousins uh, once again, especially in Minnesota and Patrick Mahomes. And I watched the entire season. I thought it was really fun. It was some really cool insight into these guys. Well, Netflix has just announced. They're doing a quarterback ver- or excuse me, a basketball version of quarterback featuring LeBron James, Jason Tatum, and a few other big names in the NBA. I am all in on this. I mean, I cannot wait. Stub, this was I saw that announcement and I was like, mark this down. We need to talk about this on Netflix. I think it's gonna be awesome. You know, if you're a fan of this show, you know basketball is my favorite sport. Um, and I just think, man. The fact that, like, Jason Tatum is a big name. LeBron James is a big name. The fact that they were able to do this with big names is surprising because we did hear that with quarterback, they had so much success with season one. With season two, it's been a struggle. It's uh, put together by Omaha Productions and Peyton Manning, and several quarterbacks said they weren't interested in having, you know, people follow them behind the scenes all season long. So the fact that they were able to to do this and get LeBron and Jason Tatum, I think is so awesome. Netflix version of quarterback in the NBA. I'm all in on that. Yeah, I double checked in it and it doesn't even have a name yet. This is just kind of I guess a concept that they're they're starting. Yeah. But I hey, I th- I think I should check out the quarterback show first. See if I like it. 
before I get into it. But hey, I mean, my my roommate, speaking of like sports documentaries, he doesn't watch any sports at all, and he just watched the huge Michael Jordan docuseries on Netflix. Yeah, The Last Dance. Yeah. That, that was, you know what? That's what started it. And, you know, that was just such great timing. ESPN moved it up. It was in the middle of the pandemic to come out um, and, and be released, you know, uh, day after day after day. And everybody was talking about it because you had nothing else to do but to sit at home and watch Michael Jordan and relive the memories from the 90s. I did just look it up. So it is Los Angeles Lakers' LeBron James. It is Boston Celtics' Jason Tatum. Miami Heat's Jimmy Butler. That's a really interesting one to see behind the scenes of Heat culture. And T-Wolves' young superstar Anthony Edwards. We know Ant can act because he was involved in Hustle, the Adam Sandler movie. Uh, he won't be acting. This will just be some really great behind-the-scenes footage. And it looks like they're talking to an industry, uh, an industry source told The Athletic. They're talking to Kings power forward DeMontis Sabonis as well. And, I mean, we've been, we bring him up on the sports app, it feels like, multiple times a week because he scores 30 and has a double-double uh, all the time for a young rising Kings team. So that is going to be awesome. Stubb, what else did you want to bring up on Netflix today? Uh, let's see. I've been I've been continuing my, my zombie movies grind. Uh, last okay. night I watched I got to be Land. honest with you, Stubb. I love you. I'm not in on your your zombie grind. Well, I don't, it's so weird. Why, why are you obsessed with zombies? I don't know. I've just been kind of going through it. <laughs> it's a whole lot. I hadn't seen a lot of them. I watched Zombie Land last night, which okay. it seems that like one, a kind of movie can, you would like. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. can talk Zombie Land. There <laughs> yeah, we go. There go. <laughs> now I'm interested. See? I mean, it's Bill Murray, <laughs> Woody Harrelson, and Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, And some Emma Stone in there. Uh, yeah, yep. I mean, I, I think that comedically, uh, not that it, it hasn't aged perfectly. Not that it's like offensive. I just think the comedy is kind of dated. But still, I, I think it, it's got a lot of style. There's a lot of fun being had. It's just such a good cast. I love Woody yeah. Harrelson. And Emma Stone is in it. And I, yeah. I love Emma and, Stone. And uh, the girl from Little Miss Sunshine going on another road yeah. trip. Yeah, Abigail Breslin. Yeah. No, the the acting in it is really good. You, you kind of like fall in love with the characters and, and you're following them. I think Bill Murray being in it was like a, a really funny twist. I, I didn't love Zombieland 2. But I loved the first one so much that I definitely saw the second one in theaters the day it dropped <laughs> with my buddy. But speaking of Emma Stone, did you see the viral video that came out about Emma Stone at an NBA game? No. <laughs> I don't. People are blown away by this. She stopped by the bench in the middle of the game. I guess maybe it was like late in the fourth quarter and she was leaving early to say a personal goodbye to Grayson Allen on the Phoenix Suns. And, of course, he you know, is – not an NBA superstar, but basically a household name because of the success he had at Duke and some of the controversies. Gotten suspended in the league for tripping opponents. He's not the, uh, you know, the the best person to be, uh, you know, a face of the league. But a lot of people are blown away with Emma Stone literally stopping by the bench in the game while the game is being played <laughs> to say goodbye to Grayson Allen. And I saw this tweet from Barstool. Sorry, Grayson, we were unfamiliar with your game. And the video is Bradley Beal on the sideline, completely puzzled as to why superstar actress Emma Stone wanted to say goodbye to role player and bench reserve Grayson Allen. It's, it's just a, funny. She's a, she's a huge name right now, just winning, some, oh, she's winning a, Golden Globes and she's and a Emmys. knockout. She's oh, a yeah. knockout. Grayson Love Allen her. looks like that... Um, he looks like uh, that weird uh, governor from Texas or whatever. You know, it, it, he's not a good-looking guy, Grayson Allen. But I guess, <laughs> good hey, for he's, him. In, he's in the league. Yeah. That's what we all wanted to do growing up, <laughs> wanted to make it to the league. 
I'm Adam Epstein. You've been listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. If we missed anything, streaming service news, Hollywood entertainment, TV, movies, podcasts, or more, give us a call at 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. I'll be right back.